You're listening to Divorce Literacy with the Divorce Lending Association, a divorce podcast where we dig deep into issues of divorce that center around the marital home, other real property, and divorce mortgage planning, helping divorcing homeowners and their divorce team make more informed decisions regarding home equity solutions during and after divorce. I'm Carrie Goldring with the Divorce Lending Association, and I am a Certified Divorce Lending Professional, or CDLP for short. This is part of our Divorce Literacy Series here in Michigan, and today I am with Cherie, and I'm going to have her introduce herself to you and tell us a little bit about what you do, please. Sure. Well, thank you, Carrie, for inviting me to come and talk with you uh, about what I do. Uh, My name is Cherie Burkell. I am the owner of the Quadro Company. It can also be called the Qdro Company. Depends on where you are in the United States. It seems that people uh, say it differently. And here in Michigan, we pretty much say Quadro. But um, I own the Quadro Company, and I have been drafting Quadro's since 2006. Uh, In my former life, I also was a financial advisor for 15 years where I primarily worked with people going through some sort of life-changing event, including divorce. So in that capacity, I am trained in mediation. I am trained in collaborative law. I have my CDFA, my Certified Divorce Financial Analyst designation. I am a certified financial planner. I also have a certified qualified... uh, Certified Quadro Specialist designation. Um, and then in my previous, previous life, I also have a master's degree in social work. So, um, but I did four years ago uh, retire from the financial world to really focus on the Quadro company. On uh, And primarily what I do is I draft qualified domestic relations orders, which is what we're going to talk about today. And I also consult with attorneys and with parties uh, in the division of retirement plans. That is my specialty. You know what? You are well-rounded. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like school, right? So um trying to figure out what I'm going to go do next. But anyway. <laughs> Derek, that's good because you can kind of like we always say, look at eight sides of everything, right? And mm-hmm. you, and you have like half of them covered all by yourself. So yeah, you know, <laughs> I am thinking. I've, I've been thinking maybe I should just go to law school, but I'm not quite sure I'm going to do that. So we'll see. <laughs> there you go. But then you have to be careful because you can't say I'm not an attorney, so I can't right. give advice. Right. 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 And right now I can very easily say that because I am not an attorney. I really am just a, I I am a specialist when it comes to to the division of retirement plans in divorce. Um, So that is my, that's my niche. I like it. I like it. So we got to, we got to ask the easy questions first um, because many people have never heard of the word quadro or what it is, or why do you need one? Or... Right. You so, Actually, Carrie, it's funny because even people that have gone through divorce and then they come to me, they're like, "My, I still don't know what a quadro is. So I'm so glad that you're doing this. So essentially, QDRO is an acronym for Qualified Domestic Relations Order. Um, most people are not going to know what it is unless they've been divorced before and have divided a retirement account. 
Uh, specifically, uh, qualified domestic relations orders, quadros divide very specific types of requirement of, of retirement accounts that are qualified under ERISA, which is the Employee Retirement Income Securities Act. So that's a federal level regulation um, that governs these qualified retirement plans. And when I say qualified retirement plans, very specifically talking about things like 401ks, 457s, some 403bs, um, thrift savings plans, as well as private pensions. And when I say private pensions, I mean like we're here in Michigan, so we have the big three, Chrysler, G GM, Ford. Um, there are other retirement plans that are also divisible by a court order that everybody just calls them quadros, but they're not. So as long as people just understand quadros using a very generalized term uh, as to, to refer to an order that is dividing a retirement plan pursuant to divorce. Okay. So let's say I'm getting divorced and I have a 401k plan and I need to split it with my soon to be. So when you say you prepare quadros, what does that, what does that mean? What would it mean to me? So <clears throat> there are specific things. So it's a court order. And if I didn't say that before, I apologize. It's a, it is a specific court order that really provides instructions to a retirement plan administrator. So um, Fidelity is one of the most common ones. We'll use uh, General Motors, for example. So they have both a 401k and a pension. Okay. Um, this order is going to give them instructions after, let's say, you and, and your former spouse have agreed, you're going to divide the GM 401k 50-50 as well as the pension. What I do then, and that would take two separate orders to do that because they're two separate retirement plans. And essentially, it's a court order. It is going to provide the instructions to Fidelity, who is the plan administrator of that general of both General Motors plans. And it's going to say, okay, the alternate payee, which would be you, is awarded X percent or an X or X dollar amount of John Doe, say that's your your husband, right? Mm -hmm. Of of his GM 401k or his GM pension. There are some other nuanced things that have to be addressed, whether it's a 401k and a pension. Um, and those things should also be addressed by the parties as they're deciding um, how to divide the 401k. Um, I do have some quadro, what I, I, I call quadro bites on my website where I'm I'm starting to put together and address what are those issues for each type of plan that the parties need to be considering because we have to then address them in the quadro so that the plan administrator knows exactly how to divide that account. Okay, so there's a court order from a judge saying this has to be split mm -hmm. and then you prepare the document of what's being well, usually it's um, like a settlement agreement, and this is where it gets confusing. The parties have agreed, so it's in their settlement agreement or their divorce decree. Okay. I'm usually brought in after that's all done, but ideally, we're not waiting that long. 
Um, because if we know it's going to be split, there's no reason to start doing everything. So your the the party's divorced decree as well as this quadro can all be entered at the same time because the parties have to sign it. The judge has to sign it. And then it has to go, in this case, you have to get a certified copy for a GM plan to go to Fidelity. Fidelity then takes time and reviews it. And then they communicate back to say, we accept it or we don't. So the parties, so it, imagine, so step one, the parties know they have retirement plans. Step two, they've decided how they're going to divide them. So then they sign either a divorce decree or some sort of settlement agreement, which is really common in Michigan. Like their mediation agreement can, can serve as that settlement agreement. Right. Once they've decided this is how we're splitting it, that's when I can be brought in. Because now it's like, okay, now I draft this separate order that's going to include all everything it needs to include that has those instructions to tell Fidelity this is what they agreed on. But yeah, it still has to be signed by a judge and entered with a court. So it can, I think one thing that people need to understand is that it's not a fast process. Um, I'm sure you can, you know, you can probably speak to why in, in your field, it's important to get this quadro done. You know, if somebody's needing money from their 401k, it can take three months three to six months. It depends on how cooperative the parties are. And if everybody's got, have, has given me what I need to have in order to write the quadro that, the way it needs to be written. So, and then how long does it take for the attorneys to review it and to get signatures and the judge to sign? So there's all of these different hands that are part of this. It may kind of start with me drafting that order, but there's still all these other players that involve, are involved. And it's just really important that um, parties understand it doesn't happen quickly. That's so true. to not yeah. wait until the week before they need money for their right. house. I've had people apply for <laughs> a mortgage and they tell me that their down payment's coming from a quadro. And then we kind of put a halt on things and say, when the money's in your hand, Yep. And we yep. will do it because I, I've had someone, it's probably unusual, but I had someone wait nine months to actually get the quadro and the money, maybe because it was held up and all those stop points that you talked about. Yes. Well, interestingly, I just got one yesterday. The divorce was final in 2008. Oh, my. And these are for pensions. So the parties can't retire and start drawing on their pension until these quadros are done because somehow they were put on notice that there is somebody who has this interest in this plan. So they just hadn't done it. I mean, and, and there are so many, ooh, there's, it's very risky for an alternate payee. So let's say it's you, you know, as we were talking about, and your ex-husband works for GM and you you're just sick of the divorce. You're done with it. You're tired of paying fees to people. You just want to like, you know, what? I'm just going to deal with that later. Well, then you forget about it. And five, six years goes past. Well, let's say your ex doesn't work at GM anymore. He got a great job offer at Ford. He left and he took his GM 401k oh, okay. and rolled it over into Ford. It's not that it can't be done. Oh my, it just creates a whole mess and it's actually more expensive and, because how do you track how that account like grew 
over the that period of time. Oh, goodness. Right. And if he was a certain age, he may have been able to turn on his pension. Or as you know, GM and Ford are always offering buyouts. Right. So right. if the if the quadro is not done and you have somebody who takes a pension buyout and they've taken the cash and they go, there is nothing you can do. Like you can't a quadro. You can't do one. I mean, it, it's not going to work. They're going to ne- to deny it because there's nothing there to give an alternate payee. So, you know, then you a party is looking at having to go directly to their ex-spouse to try to recoup money. Oh, and it just becomes it it's it becomes a nightmare or if somebody dies. So, you know, let's say you never you have there's a pension that's being divided, but the person dies before you ever get the quadro done. You're likely never going to see a dime of that pension. That's so horrible. But I know it is so many, so many people don't realize that once you get divorced, that's when the homework starts like and you're so sick of providing documents and papers and negotiation to get divorced but all that splitting and dividing typically takes place after and you're right that's when people are like oh I'm divorced I'm done just you know you just started I'm sorry (laughs) to tell you there is more well and and sometimes the parties will agree um to do what's called equalize accounts. So let's say, you know, they each have a 401k and then maybe one of them, they each have IRAs because they had previous jobs. And as long as they're the same, uh, they're, they're treated the same from a tax perspective, meaning pre-tax dollars, they could equalize them. Um, the problem then becomes gathering. So let's say they decide we're going to equalize as of May 31st. So I and I do the equalization calculations too if we're doing that and everybody provides me everything. But sometimes it's just getting those statements, right? And the longer you wait, the harder it is to reach back to somebody and get that information and um get moving forward. So again, important it, it, it's just beneficial and more timely to really try to get it all started before the divorce is final while everybody still has to talk to each other. Because then we get all the information that we need much easier. And the signature, right? The the, the participant has to sign too. So what if they come up MIA and you can't get them to sign? Now you've got a, I know, you know, in Michigan, you can file a motion and do all this stuff. But again, it's extra time and money that. Right. And no one can be forced to do anything anyway. But I've, I've heard that a lot. Oh, I can't do my quadro till my divorce is final or my divorce needs to be final to do this quadro. I've, heard that over and over and over again. And it's- as long as there is a property settlement agreement. So I have worked with attorneys and mediators where, um, for example, they know they're going to need to get money out of the 401k in order to, to buy another house. Um, and, or because that's the only way they can get the equity from the house to even move on in any way. And, and it's the, as long as there's a property settlement agreement. So, they can deal with the children and all that stuff later. They can have yeah. an, a second agreement for that. But as long as there's that agreement that says, yep, this is what we agree to. And there is a case open in the courts. It can be done before the divorce is ever final. Um, and even if the divorce takes two more years, it doesn't matter. It's we we have this settlement agreement and we can go ahead and do this. So, so can it be dispersed prior to a final divorce or no? Yep. Oh, it can be. Okay. Yep. And then you know how the collaborative like team doesn't really file or get a case number or do anything. Yeah. 
So in that case, would you need your divorce to be? You would have to at least have your case number. So you'd have to know who's party A, party B, in what county they're going to file um, and, and start that and open it because it does have to get entered with the court and a judge has to sign it. So there's going to be some sort of case caption and judge assigned so that we can get that signed. And I like the idea of doing it ahead of time, because if you're going to put papers in front of the judge to get divorced, you might as well put papers in front of the judge and be done. Find it at the same time. <laughs> right. Concept, right. 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 <laughs> yeah. A lot of the, the collaborative cases that I've been involved in where, where there is a forum. Okay. Absolutely. Let's just get it done. We know what you guys are all agreeing to. And everything is just sort of entered at the same time in a packet. Here you go. Yeah, that's a good organized attorney, right? Yes. <laughs> and we have some good ones. <laughs> we do have some good ones. So speaking of attorneys, could an attorney say, oh, we don't need Sheree. I could do this by myself. Um, they can. There, I mean, there are attorneys who are knowledgeable enough um, to do these. Uh, my recommendation is whether it's an attorney or someone like me who's not an attorney. We have an attorney on staff. I'm not particularly an attorney, but um, the real important thing is just making sure that they actually understand what needs to go in the quadro. And I think, you know, it's, we charge a flat fee and most uh, companies that are like me across the United States are very similar. And it's because we do this every day. We know what we're doing and we have a process. And so we can make it less expensive than having an attorney do it that could cost four to six times more than what we do because they have to look everything right. It's not what they do every day. So they they have to look things up and they have, you know, there's just more to it. So of course they can. Um, I will say most of them don't want to. Uh, Most of them see it as a post-divorce issue and they are fine with giving or, or just it's they're over their skis if they try. So let's bring in someone like Sheree to do it because I can get it done and I know what I'm doing. So. And there could be a lot of math involved, correct? There could be. Yeah. Okay. So I ha- I have a question. You had mentioned that the administrator and everyone can go put all these through, and then there's some 401k companies, if I heard you wrote right, that could still reject this. Mm-hmm. So even though everybody agrees and there's a court order and all these other things, there are possibilities then that this may not work. Yes. And so some of the reasons for that would be um, the plan administrator has changed. So, uh, for example, let's say a couple was starting to divorce and it's in the fourth quarter of the year. And, you know, in the fourth quarter, Vanguard is still managing their plan. But at the beginning of the year, Fidelity is going to take over. So if we don't know that, and this has happened, and sometimes it's at no fault of anybody. It, it just happens where, so we draft it for Vanguard and we send it to them. But by the time we send it to them, they have already put a freeze on the account because it's going to be transferring to Fidelity. So they'll reject it because they'll say we don't manage that plan anymore. And then the issue becomes we typically then have to wait three or four months for Fidelity to fully absorb the plan and get all of their things in place and their quadro procedures and whatnot. And they then will start accepting quadros to divide the plan. So that can add time that we aren't necessarily aware of. 
So that could be why some of my people are delayed. And of course they say, oh, there's no delay. I'm going to get it. Everything's fine. Because you just Um, don't know. You don't know. And sometimes they're really picky about the plan name being exactly right. I mean, I'll tell you, Carrie, we see in these divorce decrees and and settlement agreements where it just says they're going to divide the retirement plans 50-50. Well, what is the retirement plan? Like, I just, I don't, I I have actually said people like, well, don't you have a database? You can just look that up. I'm like, no. (laughs) I don't have access to everybody's 401k plan. You know, so it's really important to get a statement or a benefit estimate in the case of a pension. So, because on that, it's typically going to give us the exact legal name of the plan because a a plan administrator will deny it if it's not correct. Or they can deny it if it's not correct. Um, They can also deny it if the parties say that they're going to exclude the premarital portion and they say, and they give that date, but the plan administrator wasn't the plan administrator at the time. They don't have that value. So they'll kick it back and say, we don't know what the value was in 27. So we have to deny this, which then opens it up to, okay, now we've got to reach out to the participants and they've got to see if they can track down the value. So Sometimes it's just things that are out of our control. Sometimes we know it's going to get rejected from the very beginning because we might have a participant who's not forthcoming with information, but we have a general idea of um, they worked at a certain place and maybe that place has two or three different 401k plans. We just take a stab at it and send it knowing it's going to get rejected because then we get the information we need. I know why attorneys don't do these now. That is why. (laughs) I just figured it all out. That's why. There's just these little tricks and secrets that we know where it's like, okay, I know I can tell if you're giving me this and mm, here's what we're going to do. And it might take a little longer, but we're going to get that information that we need. We know it's going to be rejected, but. Um, you know, there's just a couple things and it might be, let's just send your the copy of your divorce decree. I know it's going to get rejected, but it puts the plan on notice and they'll freeze it so that the participant can't retire and take the, start to drawing on their pension or anything. Yeah. I could totally see where an attorney would be like, I'm done, divorce filed. And then no one wants to go back over and over and follow up and right. see what's going on. That makes so much sense. And then I've heard rumor that there's some companies that just say, nope, we don't split. Is that true? Well, it, uh, depending on the type of plan. So and it, it, I'm always like, it's just really important. Don't just, yeah, he's got a 401k and I have a, like get statements and get the information to make sure that you're actually dividing what you think you're dividing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more, and maybe you're thinking of this, cause this is a recent thing where like Tia Kreff, for example, will no longer do a retroactive divorce date. So um, in in an ideal world, the couple would say, as of May 24th, we're dividing this 401k 50-50. They could call them up and say, hey, divide it. It's done today. And it, you know, that's not the real world. So it might be a couple months before they bring somebody like me in, but their division date was still that they agreed on was May 24th. Tia Kreff will not divide it as of May 24th. They'll only divide it from the time they get and accept the quadro. And those are like, those are also the little nuances where um, bringing in a professional that knows these plans, because this is what we do every day. So there's some that just stick out to us that we can help the parties along and, and 
make this process go more smoothly because we know what questions to ask or we can help the attorneys and, and or the parties identify what information should I be getting from my ex-spouse or even, you know, I'm, and I don't want to make, make it sound like participants are always the ones that are like, I'm not going to be cooperative because sometimes they don't actually know what they need to ask for either, but we can help them with right. that. I've done many telephone conferences where, okay, hey, let's call and get on the phone with Fidelity because they won't talk with me without the participant and let's get the information that we need to get this moving along. That's so, yeah. Cause how, how would you know, right? These are just right. things out of a normal, right. <laughs> a normal person realm. Yeah. I do feel like when you're getting divorced, you all of a sudden have to become a little expert in a lot of different areas and you yeah. don't realize how many areas there are. Until you start breaking it down and talking about mortgage guidelines that change and splitting 401ks and whatever else there is. Well, Well, and with the quadros, sometimes people come to me and they're like, okay, we thought we had already agreed to split it. We had no idea we had to do this extra thing. Right. Um, And that there's an extra cost. Right. Right. It's tricky. And I know we're kind of running running out of time, but. And I thank you so much for spending time with me and doing everything with me. If anyone wanted to get a hold of you, mm-hmm. what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? So my telephone number, uh, it's 877-661-7376. Um, if I'm not available, we have a, an answering service. So they'll take a message or they'll offer to... Um, uh, send you to my voicemail. I can also be reached by email at S Burkell and that's B-U-R-K-E-L at Q-D-R-O-C-O.com. Perfect. 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 Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Carrie. And let's just... one couple at a time, make the divorce world better, right? <laughs> right, that's for sure. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Divorce Literacy. Discover more strategies and solutions on divorce mortgage planning at divorcelendingassociation.com.